It's the Andy Thompson Show on ESPN 97.7. We welcome in our guy James Peterson from up in uh, Salt Lake ESPN 700. You hear him on Utes Game Day every week right here in southern Utah. James, how you doing, man? Doing good. Good to be back on. You heard James as well calling a high school game a couple weeks ago. How was that, yeah. buddy? I haven't I, don't, I haven't talked to you about that uh, since you were up in Park City calling uh, calling for our station down here in southern Utah. How'd that go? Went well, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. Hopefully, we I get the chance to do some some more games for you Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Um, the only thing that didn't go well is that is that my Flyers unfortunately weren't able to get the job done. But it was a lot of fun. Um, and, and again, just really appreciate the opportunity. And it was other than, okay. A couple of things went wrong with it. Flyers lost. Yeah. And then it was freezing cold, <laughs> <laughs> which of course it was in the, it was like in the thirties in that, uh, broadcast booth and we had the window open to get, you know, to get the crowd noise. Yeah, of stuff. course. If we had the window closed, we, they, they did have some nice space heaters. We probably could have stayed warm, but we kind of get the crowd noise going. So we were, we braved the cold and, uh, it was a good time. And unfortunately fires lost, but, uh, I feel like they got, that was the only game I really got to watch him this year. I feel like they got a bright future for him uh, ahead of them um, with the quarterback, Wyatt Truman, yeah. just being a junior and, uh, and some of their other top playmakers being, being juniors. I feel like bright future, but uh, a little disappointing to, to end the season that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Rand Sawyer, junior Coughlin, a lot of their uh, best players will be back next year for coach Monkers. And the Flyers. All right, let's talk Utes. Uh, incredible record-breaking win, uh, you know, against Arizona State. Let's start with that before we talk about the upcoming huge matchup on the road against Washington. What were your thoughts as you were watching that just absolute annihilation of the Sun Devils on Saturday? I mean, I was surprised. I'll be honest with you. Not because, not because the. Not surprised that Utah was that much better than Arizona State because we've seen Arizona State, despite being competitive in almost every game this year, just two and six is two and six going into that game, right? We we know that they're they're a much better team than Arizona State, but the offense has hasn't even. I mean, you had the USC game where the offense played pretty well, and the Cal game where they put up thirty four points, um, but there's no way you could have you could have uh, made me believe going into any game this season without Cam Rising that they could have scored over 40 points, let alone put up 55. Uh, record-breaking performance, by the way, that's the largest margin of victory for Utah against the Pac-12 team in the Pac-12 era. So it just I was just surprised that the offense showed up as, as much as it did, and it was as good as it was on Saturday. And I'm still not sure that we can count on them to be able to score quite enough points to beat Washington this Saturday because they're going to have to score against yeah. uh, against that Washington yeah. um, offense. But uh, it does kind of give you pause when you start to think about is the offense good enough to keep them competitive against the best against the, the best team in the conference like Washington. What I was talking about this last week going into this game, what what is the situation with Brandon Rose at right now? It, it seems like they want to preserve a medical redshirt with him, but I, you know, I, I'm curious what your opinion is on giving him some time 
this year if he's available, uh, especially if Cam comes back next year. Who knows if he wants to wait around, transfer portal. Like, I'm one of these guys that's like, just play. If you think he's your best guy, and going into this season, he was supposed to be second only to Cam. Why not see if he can go out um, and and play? But it sounds like, you know, throughout the rest of the year, it's probably just going to be Bryson uh, Barnes and, and Nate Johnson. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to them, you know, changing, having a little change of heart in that regard and then giving Brandon a chance there because, it, you know, Bryson's had his moments where he's been really good. Yeah. Saturday was one of them. But then he hasn't quite had two game or two games in a row, right? It's right. been like every other game where it's been where it looks like he's poised enough, making good enough decisions to to keep the offense going and get them to score enough points to win games. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to hey, let's just see how Brandon Rose does, but it, they do seem to want to um, preserve their guys that have been hurt for most yeah. of the year, preserve their red shirt. And they, they can't get the medical red shirt as, as, as far as I understand it, without them missing an entire season. Yes. Um, so they do seem to be leaning, wanting to be more cautious and lean that way. But I'm with you. If, if Bryson is, is, is in, continues to be as inconsistent as he's been, why not give Brandon a chance, assuming he is, you know, fully healthy? Yeah, I mean, I love I love Barnes and I love the pig farmer stuff. It's just if you look at against Oregon State, you look at against Oregon, and now Washington, it seems like the trend of him struggling big against some of the best teams in the Pac-12 might persist. We hope not. It's supposed to be rainy, I guess, up there. Maybe that'll slop it up a little bit and be to Utah's advantage against this high-flying Washington team who um, I think deserves to maybe be in the top four of the college football playoff, James, at this point, based on their win against Oregon and being undefeated. The Pac-12 never gets respect in the college football playoff. What are your thoughts on this, uh, just how good Washington is and how big of a challenge it is for Witt and the Utes this week? Yeah, I I mean, they're clearly the best team in the conference record-wise. There's an argument to say that maybe Oregon might be better than them, even though they they did lose um, as well as Oregon is playing. And then Utah saw that firsthand at Rice-Eccles a couple weeks ago. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, you are what your record says you are, right? And so clearly Washington looks – they're the best team in the conference until someone knocks them off. And despite their recent struggles, I still just I still just believe in Washington more than just about everybody in the conference. And I'm with you. I think that they should be in the playoff uh, in the play in the top four yeah. of the rankings right now. I I really don't like. I mean, I'm okay with Georgia being given the benefit of the doubt because they are back to back national champions. It's not the exact. It's not the same team, obviously, that won the the back-to-back championships but it is they are still coming coming off of that and they do have a a number of the same players on the roster still same coaching staff and everything so i'm okay with them giving them that benefit of the doubt even though they've barely played anyone this year but what doesn't sit right with me is michigan getting all that benefit of the doubt like yes they were a playoff team last year yes they returned a bunch of their players and coaching staff and everything but they're not. It's not like they were national champs. Like I, I don't. I don't like the ben, them, the committee giving a team that that wasn't 
champions the benefit of the doubt in that right. regard. I feel like I feel like if sure, Georgia, you're the champs. We're gonna we're gonna assume that you're you're better than the your strength is schedule, right? But what has what has Michigan done to earn that? I, is is the question to me. So I I would put Washington over Michigan, and then and then everyone else, the the usual suspects with Ohio State and Florida State um, in there as well. As far as the challenge for Utah um, against against Washington, I mean it's going to be tough. Uh, if this were at Rice Eccles, just as just because Utah has been so good at home uh, the last five six years, I I might be convinced to pick Utah in a in a improbable win in a close game, or at least a very competitive game. But since it's at Washington, we've just seen over the over the past few years, Utah is a different team on the road. Plus, they're not at full strength. They haven't been all year. The inconsistency of Bryson Barnes um, is as good as he's been. Sometimes he's he's been almost that. Uh, bad when he's not on it just makes me feel like it might be a long day for utah unfortunately what is uh jacunin jackson who had is, is that a is that a good season what's his health status do we know going into washington at this point haven't heard anything definitive but he okay. did leave after that long touchdown run and did not return as you as yeah. you know um so that does, I mean, that is unfortunate. He could, and he's battled, he's missed games um, already this year, been in and off the, on and off the field with injuries. Hopefully it's just something minor and he can, he can play. Cause especially as you mentioned, if, if it's a, if the weather is sloppy and rainy, they're going to need a really good running game. And they just haven't, that's the other thing about this offense. It's not completely fair to say it's all on Bryce and Barnes not being very consistent this year. The running game hasn't been very consistent unless Jaquin and Jackson's been in there. Yeah. So they're really going to need him. But uh, yeah, I, I, nothing definitive. You, you, you know what Witt does with injuries. There's not an injury unless they're out for the season, right? So yes. that's, we'll, well, I guess we'll just see as it gets closer to game time. You know, I was talking yesterday on the show that a new phase of Utah football is coming down the pike where they're going to have better players than most of the teams that they face in this new Big 12 era that's coming up. And to me, watching them against Arizona State this year was like a little hint of what that's going to be like. They, they've, they've had more talent than a lot of teams in the Pac-12, but there's always USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. And there's just not going to be that in the Big 12. You can argue maybe Oklahoma State and TCU. But Utah's always won with better coaching, better talent development in their facility, right? Scheme and that type of thing. What What is your kind of forecast of how this era of Utah football will morph when, once they get into the Big 12 as far as uh, talent and being better than teams just on talent alone going forward? Yeah, it's kind of weird to think of them that way, right? Yeah. Because... Uh, it, they really have been get the most out of kind of the three stars and the and the lesser talented players will, will make up for it, like you say, with coaching and scheme yeah. and, and development. Uh, it, it's weird to think of Utah as that program that could just outclass everybody talent wise. I'm not. I know that they've had uh, like back to back record breaking 
recruiting years or close yeah. to it, and they expect to have more as far in the next few years uh, recruiting wise with classes and stuff. They've done pretty well in the transfer portal too to add the, to add to that. Um, I just I'm I kind of feel like we're underestimating some of the programs in the Big Twelve though. You mentioned TCU. Has, if they've had an off year this year, but they've they've always been um, always good. at or near the yeah. top of that conference. Kansas State, under this current uh, coaching staff, has been really good. I mean, they won the Big Twelve last year. Yeah. Then they they'd still be ranked and 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 just a two loss team if they if they make a couple of plays this couple more plays this last week against Texas, right in Austin. So that's a really good program. We've seen Oklahoma State under Mike Gundy just still be really good as well. Not quite national championship contenders, but always seem to be Big 12 championship contenders. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of Utah fans. We've seen a lot of them text in. Or we've seen a lot of them text in to our station too, and saying like, "Oh, it just feels like Mountain West Conference all over again." Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of rivalry trolling with that because BYU, it's oh, for BYU's sure there conference is. Yeah. right now for sure but if any of if any Utah fans are saying that or are being any part of them are being genuine about that they're going to be in for a rude awakening they're going to realize just just why big Tw- the big 12 is still a power conference and probably the third best conference uh, in the country when when Utah gets in there now that being said I think it's I think it's definitely it'd be wrong to expect any yeah. other team to be the favorite to win that conference with Utah. I just think that maybe we're sleeping on the rest of the on the rest of the schools when we say that uh, Utah might just outclass everybody. I I, I think it's going to be a really competitive conference, and Utah will probably still come out on top or be at near the top every year. But there's going to be a lot of competition for that. That's James Peterson. You hear him on Utes Game Day on ESPN 700 every week uh, down here in Southern Utah on ESPN 97.7. You hear him on the Bill Riley Show every day up on ESPN 700. James, thanks so much for joining us. We will have the Coach Kyle Whittingham Coaches Show at 6 o'clock today and every Tuesday. And, uh, James, we look forward to talking to you uh, again soon. And next time we'll talk a little hoops as well.